The Brighter Side is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash brighterside for your free trial. Hey, what's going on, you fuckers? We're doing the Sausage Fest again this year, November 8th. Starting at 5 p.m., you're going to get food, and at 7 p.m., you can come see all your favorite Cave Comedy Radio shows live for 20 minutes each. Come and get some piggy and put it in your head hole, you fuckers! Taking karate for a little while. I'm a yellow belt. You're gonna get your get your face smacked in, Mister. All right. I'm gonna fucking kick you so hard, your mama's pussy's gonna melt. Yes. Oh. So so mean about my mother. I'm gonna fuck you <laughs> in the fucking eyes, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I hate the way you looking at me. So, sometimes I wish you would just say you just want to make love to my eyes. Oh, you want to make love to your eyes? Yeah, that'd be nicer. Oh, I'll make love to your eyes. Ah, into your balls. Oh, oh no. I lured you in with my brain power. <laughs> and the whippy kid wins again. Yes. Nah, he gets up and kicks his ass. <laughs> Usually when you hit a big guy in the nuts, you have three seconds until they get really upset, and uh, then they beat the hell out of you. Yeah, or a day later, they just find you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the brighter side, everyone. We're talking about fighting today. Fighting, self-defense. There's a there well there's a line between those two fighting and self defense. Self defense is just like don't fuck with me. Fighting yeah. is like who Picking are you? Fight. What are you looking at me? What are you looking at me for? Yeah, yeah. you step in my foot. Yeah, you step in my foot. Dirty the shoes. I hate when people step in my feet. You've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lovely guest here who is a MMA fighter, Miss Jenny Grace. Hi guys. How you doing, darling? Thank you so much for coming in. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. Oh man. So when was your last fist fight? Oh, uh, <laughs> hmm. I mean, uh, I grappled on Monday, which wasn't, it's no, not fist fighting, but, you know, you're trying to choke somebody out. Yeah, oh, that sounds like foreplay for me. Yeah, it's pretty hot. It, it, it can be. <laughs> 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 but in like, not in a, I don't know how to put it. It's a, I was describing it the other day, um, to someone because like afterwards it does feel like you've just fucked you know like really? because you it's difficult if you're doing it <laughs> sometimes you don't know where your hands are supposed to go and you just put them around their throat you know you're like is this is this where you want it is this is it, this, is yeah. this it? Is this, no is this okay um no not in the sense of like in the moment you're i mean unless you've got some really crossed wires like it's not sexual in the moment but yeah. the the idea of having somebody's weight on you and the idea of um being like totally connected to someone else's body um, and just moment to moment being so physically aware of another person and every single movement they make mm. that kind of focus and attention is very very similar to sex if yeah. you're doing sex right I would say yeah. nice and these are like hot dudes right um yeah some of them and some of them are like you know just like regular guys you know like they're just nice do you guys. fight guys you don't fight other women um there aren't a, there aren't a lot of women who are into what i'm into so oh. i typically fight a lot of dudes how many are you in the city you think ladies w- women um 
at my gym now in the daytime, which is when I like to train, I like to train first time, first, first thing in the morning. Um, I'm literally the only woman there. Whoa. Um, but at night, I know there's a there's a fighter um, named Gianna who um, does who does Muay Thai professionally, and she is the one who um, introduced me to my new gym. Nice. Um, and so she she trains at night, and there are a bunch of female fighters who train at night. I just I I prefer to do it in the daytime, like first thing. That's my yeah. That's my jam. And how long have you been doing that? About four or five years now. Wow. Um, wow. So it's uh, it's it's not something I ever thought I would be into. Did it, did it start as exercise, or did it start as you need to work something out? What precipitated you wanting to to get into this type of fighting? Um, I had a friend who. I I saw intermittently over the space of a year, and every time I saw her, she looked she looked better. She acted more confident. She seemed more free, and just like there was something about her that had shifted. And I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, not only was her body just like totally transformed, um, but like just the way that she walked into a room, it was sort of quietly fearless and I, I don't know how else to put it and she was just like MMA man it's totally changed my life it's unbelievable and I um so I asked her which gym she was going to and I went to a class and it was like the worst hour of my life like <laughs> afterwards I was shaking I almost vomited right after class I mean it was most so people do by the way yeah it's it's horrible. <laughs> what did they do? They just yell at you and call you a piece of shit? No, no, God, no. I don't think it was an emotional. No, <laughs> this is the argument. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You you don't need like that. That they don't need to break you down at all. That way, like you do it to yourself. Oh, it's God. just like the the. Just <laughs> <laughs> your ass handed like, to you left and right. Couldn't like you're it. just like, why are you so bad at this? Why does this hurt so much? You know, like mm-hmm. and uh, so afterwards, um, my Joshu. Um, sat me down. He's like, so how are you feeling? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was something. And he was like, cool. So um, here's a contract for a year. And uh, do, do, do you want to do you want to sign up? And that's the exact moment I realized I was a masochist. That was basically <laughs> the moment I realized. Your Kill Bill I moment. Was just, I was like, yes, I will sign this. I will sign this year of pain. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you have to show up, or else you're you're. Your other peers are going to be like, you didn't show up. Well, right? it costs so up. much. It costs so much that you kind of have to. Like, yeah. otherwise you hate yourself. Oh because it's just like, it's it's a it's a physically demanding sport um, or hobby or and however you, And mentally. And, like, if you're going to a decent gym, you, you're out about 250 300 bucks a month. Whoa. So that's not including equipment and uniforms and bullshit that's like a parking space <laughs> yeah wait what what uh equipment and uniforms and who is this joshu character is this like mr miyagi yeah 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 so a uh, joshu is another um so like there, there are different titles depending on you know like there's the sensei which most people are familiar with joshu is another word for teacher is he hot well um adam <laughs> they all are hot jo- joshu physical the ugly ones are hot he has a title <laughs> Joshu Rosello, uh, yes, you know I'm he's a, an attractive, he's an attractive man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, like whatever. I don't want to make a big deal. <laughs> you ever jump for fun? I jump for fun. <laughs> <laughs> see oh, this? Man. See this brick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
let's get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> that this this fighting that's where your leg can snap in half. I've seen some of those injuries. Oh yeah, and that is this is the nitty gritty, by the way. Well, <laughs> that's the I've, worst thing. Uh, I've broken most of my toes. Oh, oh. Really but other. never like yeah. your. Now you can do for that. You just tie it to the next one. There's right? n- exactly. There's nothing to do. You just you just tie it. What? You just you just wrap your toes and it's done. I mean, you're in pain, but you know, you're I'm in pain in right pain. now. I I got my neck kind of uh, fucked up in jujitsu the other day. So, um. so, so that was my other question is what, um, what martial arts for? I mean, I know it's mixed martial arts, but is, is there, there one that's more dominant? So, uh, thank you. No, I'm okay. I'm, I've t- <laughs> been taking a leave. And t- Sorry, um, so, um, it depends on which, where you are. Um, my, right now I'm at a, a classically Muay Thai gym. Um, that, so it's Muay Thai and jujitsu, but before that in LA, I was in a boxing gym. So I was doing boxing and jujitsu. Um, and then before that, um, I was at a more classic, like very, very blended mixed martial arts school, which sort of was a mixture of Muay Thai boxing and uh, kickboxing and um, with an optional jujitsu program that I started to get really into. Oh, you, you say classical. I just think of fighters and tutus. <laughs> <laughs> well, We're just two guys fucking going one fist in front of the other. <laughs> it was like that, though, at the very yeah. beginning. MMA was literally about like it was just a bunch of guys in like. A garage being like, if there weren't any rules, like we all know different forms of martial arts. If there weren't any rules, like and you are jujitsu. I do, I do Muay Thai, boxing, and jujitsu. Okay, yeah. Um, like who would win? Like, what if we blended them? Like, what? Like, it was ultimate street fighting. It was like yeah. it was just ah. basically a bunch of guys just would get together every single day, and it was predominantly men, um, pretty much. From, from go for a long time um, they were just sort of like you know let's see who can fuck up the other person the most and uh, my old jiu-jitsu trainer in Lars who's unbelievable he's Swedish and hilarious kind of a sex fiend amazing uh, <laughs> of so much good he was, sex in this thing oh Jesus but, but half no of the idea. fucking thing that's why you do it I didn't know I it's can... so hot and sexy all the anyone time. who can sustain this kind of energy yeah. can fuck for a year <laughs> <laughs> If we did MMA, I'd be like mounting you. You'd probably be mounting me, really. You are. There's a. There is. That is a move. You see. On. You are Mm -hmm. in the mount, or you're being mounted. Damn. That is what you do. I do think it's important for for. Fascinating and important for women to do MMA, but, yeah. uh, because I notice when like a little girl falls and scrapes her knee, her family runs up to her and they say, "Oh my god, oh my god, are you okay?" Right. And so she quickly learns that being a victim gets attention and mm. looks are most important. But then when you get out of the home, you quickly discover that that will kill you. That is yeah. what serial killers are looking for—that mm-hmm. victim mm-hmm. pretty mentality. And uh, when they're doing MMA, it's just so rock and roll, man. Well, there's there's a book called The Gift of Fear that I love that book. Okay, so yeah, so Uh-oh. that's. That's about that's, <laughs> that's about uh, sort of what, coming out again. <laughs> what you're talking about, yeah. but um, you know, like uh, one of the things that I found was really interesting. Um, at my old gym, I made a lot of friends with uh, female, and that, that gym it was much more mixed. There was um, it was it was great for somebody who was just starting out because there were people at all levels, and there was like there was this there was this fighter named Ladonna who oh. was a 70 year old ex bus driver. Um, amazing fucking ripped 70 year old black woman who would come in every single morning at 7am and just like kick 
ass. Oh, it's all that hidden because she wanted to hit those kids. You can't. Well, she doesn't do it anymore. She's retired. She's 70. Like, this is what she does with her day. She she gets up at 5 a.m. and goes to to jujitsu and Muay Thai. Like, that's what she does. Like, I and like she covers all up and then you're you're in the bathroom with her and she like takes off her, you know, like she's just in her sports bra and you're like, damn, LaDonna, like just like, like like a six pack. Like, you're just like, what are you? doing she's oh, just like God. i've been she's been doing this for a long time and she's the most positive lovely lady but um women a lot of the women in the locker room eventually you have the talk with them uh, which, which is like so why why are you doing this like uh, how how did you get into it and a lot of the women that i have trained with and had the honor of fighting with like um have domestic violence in their past whoa and or you know or sexual assault um I and and that you know we're all sort of there's there's a united front of trauma and this idea of like nope never again Mm -hmm. and there's a wonderful new generation of women who maybe had that happen to them and they're getting their little girls now that they have their own offspring in training immediately like you're seeing these five-year-old little fighters like kicking ass and i'm like yes don't lose that i think that every young woman should learn how to fight yeah everyone, should, like, learn fight. everyone, everyone should. should learn how to fight everyone should learn every single person should learn how to fight it's so important it's, but that it's leads, our nature yeah. yeah yeah that leads to i mean this idea of self-defense and that's kind of what my idea was for this question of, of like how did you start this i can imagine i don't know as a little guy i always got like pushed around beat up thrown in trash cans quite frequently pushed oh, into lockers yeah. and then you start like <laughs> lashing thanks girls <laughs> <laughs> Did you get laid because of that though? Were you ever just like no, 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 no. I was the girl that was like that would be like I I didn't ha- you know like I, but I would definitely be the one who's like do you need help getting up like yeah. I'd be the one that was sweet on the loser always. yeah and, and, uh, you know that got right. me nowhere and it was always <laughs> so funny the teachers always would be like don't worry when you're older women are gonna really like a sense of humor and a nice guy and I'm just like well it does me a lot of good right now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's character building. But yeah. I, I think this He's idea of self defense. <laughs> I think this idea of self defense is really important. It's like, how do we defend ourselves? And I think, you know, I don't want to get too political, but like, and because just my brain's in it because of these debates that are happening right now. Sure. But this is idea, that tonight, yeah, it's. Uh, I was watching it all. Gives a fuck. I know you don't, Eddie. I do. <laughs> I can't wait. But I, I love it. It's entertainment for me. But anyways, if we think about the just the Second Amendment for just a quick moment here, for me, I think it's really about defense mm-hmm. and defending yourself. Defending another person uh, that is a citizen, defending your fellow person, right? If you, if uh, the woman you were speaking about, the seventy-year-old woman, mm-hmm. Ladonna, Ladonna, if she saw someone getting beat up, maybe one of her friends that's from the gym or something like, she would step in, right? She Ladonna's would step got other in. friends. Come on, sure. No, I mean, I, I, I do, <laughs> she's not just lonely. She's I do that. I do that all the time. It, it, it's. I mean, I'm you sure. were saying I think earlier. a lot of people do yeah. in New York specifically. You know, I, if you're out and you see, I don't know about you, but if I see a woman who is getting kind of like a dude's getting kind of getting aggressive towards her, I'll like stand. I won't interject, but I'll like kind of like stand, stand in the way. there and keep an eye on it. Yeah. Hey sure. guys, what's going on? Yeah. You were telling me you almost got in a fight with a crackhead. I uh, got in a fight with a crackhead. Nice. Did you punch him? That's ago. good. No. This you is stick the, his ass? This is, the, this is the funny part. I like... Basically, I came out of the subway right on the corner uh, in Greenpoint where I live, 
and there was just this young guy stomping on this this homeless guy and i was like what the fuck is going on and i like i run across the street uh there's a bystander who had been there for longer i was like what just happened and the, oh, the no, homeless man. guy I'm gonna put this a world star <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that he was stomping on like he was beating the shit out of him he was on top of him he was kicking him he was punching him while he was down he was on top of him it was like I, like it all happened very quickly and then the guy ran away and he was like screaming at the corner being like come at me who else wants a piece and like in Greenpoint there is a group of sort of like semi-homeless like Polish drunks that like to sit on the corner I there. lived in Ridgewood we had them there too yeah. yeah and like I don't really know if they are homeless or whether they just spend some nights out of doors because they seem you they know they do they have a whole relationship with their wives and they're just like you can or go their out moms. or their moms yeah. like, you could go out drinking or and sleep in the park or yeah. whatever their accent is exactly it's, it's it's a weird thing so they all sit there <laughs> is that racist uh, no is that, <laughs> is that, did I get the accent right I don't know I'll yeah. Polish I, I give you permission is that Eastern European enough I don't know so I go so he goes oh he he was um beating up on the homeless there and he he starts picking on a couple of other ones and these guys the the one that he was beating up was young but these guys are all in their 60s which is like not okay no. and they're and so i was like what the fuck are you doing and i come charging across and and like i Little say kid homeless guy he's got to earn his stripes oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he can handle it and uh, the the bystander was like it was like do you need help i was like i'm just going to call the police if you want to just you know like stand behind me cuz even though i know how to defend myself like i, I like witnesses i'm you know like yeah. i'm and i'm not in I'm not a uh, part of knowing how to fight is the responsibility of not acting. Mm. So <laughs> you just taught us all something. Yeah. Like, oh. So I, you know, so I used my words, even though I could have used more. And what was hilarious, I was, you know, like I was uh, very aggressive. I was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? I'm calling the police right now, motherfucker. And he's like, mind your own goddamn business. And I was like, nope. This is my neighborhood, and you know what? This is a civilized society, and you don't beat up people mm. on the street. And I was like, and you're getting arrested. And he was, he was like, what? You fucking snitch? I'm like, damn right I'm snitching on you. This is my neighborhood, and I have an obligation to protect the people in it. You know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I was like on the, on the phone talk, t- describing them to the police. And the guy behind me, the bystander, gets so upset by the shit talk like the guy the the crackhead was coming at me and he's like he's like what the fuck are you doing bitch and i was like go ahead lay a hand on me see what fucking happens dude and he i was like i was like come at me motherfucker go ahead and he was just like uh, 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 and he he could see like i i had zero fear and i was like yeah i'm like i'm not going to start it but if you start it i will absolutely do something about it you will end it i will end it (laughs) and the guy behind me uh, this is the thing about dudes sometimes. They get so like <laughs> that he just charged. He full on charged the crackhead. Just unprovoked. Like, unprovoked. Like he was mad for me. I'm like, thank you, but I can handle myself. <laughs> yeah. He and didn't then, even say anything verbally. He, yeah, he, he couldn't. Just, he just he just went at him and started that's punching Polish. him. That's a Polish. That's a Polak. Like, like, come on, that's how that's how we are. <laughs> if I dive after this crackhead and beat him up, maybe I'll get a BJ. Yeah. <laughs> he just attacked. So he attack attacked attack against the woman. Don't don't let the woman. Don't, yeah, it was, it was hilarious because I mean, anyone reading my body language could see that I was not afraid and didn't need help. But he decided that he was going to help, and um, 
and I was like, all right, well, this is not helping, and please go before the cops get here because yeah. I don't want to like have like the crackhead like rat on it's you. Like, all right, Lance, a lot. You've done yeah. enough. Yeah, Let you move on. It's not okay. <laughs> and he was just sort of like, my, and he he did a he did an okay job, but you know, like he obviously wasn't a fighter, and so like he was like, <laughs> the 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 crackhead ran away for a little bit for a little bit because he's a crackhead, and he was like, you know, holding his fist. He was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, I'm. I'm a boxer. Um, just put some ice on, and it'll be fine. And he oh was like, God. and he was like, like he looked at me like he wanted like the oh, are you okay? You were so brave. And I was like, took one look at him. And I was like, ah, oh, your hand's fine. Just busted up your your knuckles a He's little like, bit. This is my mouse hand. I'm a graphic designer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he he looked at me and he walked away. Anyway, I got the so then the crackhead came back and we had another altercation and eventually he got arrested. That's it was great. Fine. Do you know how to knife fight? <laughs> <laughs> I've, now we're in the nitty gritty. Uh, <laughs> I've studied uh, it a little bit, but I I haven't uh, trained recently. Where do you study no, knife no. fighting? Well, <laughs> the streets. <laughs> Green point. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm so worried that Amber's going to come in here with a knife. On yeah, yeah, I watched some YouTube tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you boys know what a shock's been hanging out. <laughs> That's right how Amber's going to get ahead of the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start swinging knives. Make it for this YouTube tutorials. I learned how to crack a whip on a YouTube tutorial. So yeah. there, works there we go. I learned how to fake a seizure on a YouTube <laughs> tutorial. Oh, yeah. that, that has to be the creepiest research I've ever done. Is how to how fake to, a seizure. Man, that's also a valuable weapon. Yeah. <laughs> to have in your little yeah, oh, utility God. belt there. It was, I felt like Are you good such at it? an asshole. I mean, don't do it. I don't want to watch. <laughs> no, but. I mean, it was for a film, and I think it looked realistic, but it was, like, one of those things where I was just like, I feel like everybody else who's looked at this video is a total douche except for me. If I ever need a diversion for a heist, you're hired. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) The old Alka-Seltzer tablet in the mouth. Uh, You do fake the seizure. Like, every single tutorial beforehand was like, I'm going to show you how to do this. But don't do this because it's a terrible thing to do. Like, don't oh. fake a seizure. <laughs> but here's how you do it. And like, I was like, noted, noted. Terrible thing to do. Definitely mm. shouldn't should not fake seizures. That's terrible. Is it like, hard on your teeth? Um, no. You kind of like no. You figure no. it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you gotta put that out. wooden spoon in there. What do you do if someone jams a spoon in your mouth? You don't actually like. I had a friend who had epilepsy. You don't really need to do that. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend who had epilepsy too, but uh, did you you put a spoon in their mouth? No, no, I was in shock. (laughs) Eddie put his finger in there. That's better than any spoon you're gonna get. Yeah, as soon as he got better, I was like, "What the fuck did you tell me? You have seizures." I lived with her, so I was used to it. She you just had to keep her away from things. I live with him too. I was oh so mad God. at him. He didn't like, tell you. You fucking tell me. That's I got so mad. He just signed the lease, and he has a fucking seizure. It was in Panama City, oh. in front of all the boys. It was a nightmare. Oh my God! <laughs> you ruined the street cred for us right now. God. So here's a question: Growing up, were you like very feisty? Did you fight? Did you get into fights? Did we get a fist fight? Non, you know, without a referee. Um, like as like as a kid, I was. Yeah. I mean, I was um, bullied. I a, a bit when I was younger. Bullied. Yeah, I mean, because I was. I I lived in a part of uh, Maryland, right outside of DC. So Germantown. Sort of. I was in PG County, so um, I was often um, like the only like white girl in my class, which was fine, you know. Like, I, but but there were there was a little bit of. Um, I was different, so like different mm-hmm. people got bullied, and that's sort of how that goes. 
That happened um, to me too. I was in Deerfield Beach playing. I was the only white kid on my football, the Pop Warner Football League. Wow. Yeah. I was going to school during the day at a Catholic school in Boca Raton, one of the richest places in the world. But I lived in fucking Deerfield, the next city over. Right. And I played football in the in the urban neighborhood. And man, they fucking they used to lay in on me. And I used to play with the older kids too. When I was eight, I'd play with the twelve year olds. What they do to you? I mean, you know, they push you around and stuff, but you know, you sock bag you. You sock no, no tea bags. Yeah, but you sock one of them, and you know, you don't really have to ever do it that's, again. That's yeah, what I learned. Uh, that's it, what I learned too. Yeah, <laughs> picked on a bunch. I was, I remember in third grade, I would get picked on by this one kid constantly, always getting picked on. Wouldn't end. I told on him multiple times, and at that age, like with the, again, what you were saying with the girls, they would always like coddle the girls, but with the boys, they'd be like, "You're fine, you're fine." I'd be like, I am not. Fine. I, am, I am very upset. <laughs> and so this one day he was picking on me when we had indoor recess because it was snowing outside. And I just clocked him with a left hook. And he was a lot taller than I was. And he got a bloody nose. And then I saw him. He got a bloody nose. And he started crying. And then I started crying. <laughs> you started crying? I started crying. Oh. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, but you just got me so angry. Teacher came up. Here. <laughs> You're both sobbing. Oh, one crying in blood. I told you he was picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> I got my mom to write a note to the to my teacher and my principal uh, for so that when I when I did uh, defend myself, um, I wouldn't get in trouble because I had this one kid that just like was really awful like he slammed my hand into a drawer and like stabbed my hand with a pencil like shit that was like really really violent and not cool he probably just won't let had a crush on you (laughs) i don't know i think that i wore this shirt once that he did not like that my mom did it have the n-word on it Jesus Christ, no. Just, no, no, it, it had the Spanish version on it. But it, it was all like, he said it looked like a disco shirt. I didn't even know what disco was. I had no idea. I'm in like the fourth grade. I have no Mirror idea. Your ball shirt? It was just multicolored stripes. I, I, I stand by. High risk, shirt. high risk shirt to yeah. wear. I didn't know. My mom picked out my clothes, man. Like I wasn't in charge of this shit. Like yeah. you act like I, I like I picked it out. I'm like Grays and Browns. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, for a while, he just called me Disco Freak, and like that was his favorite thing to do. So I don't think he had a crush on me. I think he legitimately thought I was the whitest person ever. Like I think it was just one of those things where he didn't like me and that was that was fine. Mm. Like I you know, there are people that don't like people for a lot of different yeah. reasons. Um but I also find the bullies have the worst life. There was uh one girl oh, yeah. on the back of my school bus and she would get in fights every every day, every day. And uh come to find out like her family molested her. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. just get, they're just getting fucking torn up at home. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're just getting beaten at home, all that shit. I had a kid who was a big bully uh, he's dead now. Uh, Jesus. Chris uh, Chris Blakely. He was a big bully. You know, I fought him one time. Call it a draw. I oh, punched him in the mean, nose. That means you lost. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. It didn't go far enough because uh, my my mother ran into the middle oh, of the fight. Oh, that's definitely a draw. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your mom broke it up. Um, it was a little league. Oh, my parents were foster parents, so I grew up with a lot of troubled kids when I was little. Um, and I think that that taught me to have a lot more compassion for mm. the people for people who are acting out for different reasons than I would normally. I think that there was a natural, you know, per- perplexity. Like, you just sort of like look at 
other kids your age because you're just little too and you're like why are you doing this this doesn't make any sense what are the rules why is this happening yeah. and then like there when you you have those kids as your brothers and sisters who are like so fucking super damaged like daddy touched you in the wrong place or like mommy locked you in a closet for days and starved you and like oh, yeah. cigarette burns all over your body and you're like oh well ruins you for life yeah well i mean no it doesn't it can but i think that like they were taken out of those homes and and given a stable loving home and like them learning what life could also be was new like, huge new patterns were huge and i think that there was a lot of acting out usually when they first moved to our house yeah and then as they adjusted like they like, kids are so like they 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 are they're so um what's the word i'm looking Sensitive for resilient yeah. oh yeah resilient oh yeah you if can... you give them a little bit of love they they figure it out but yeah. you know I, i've also not just that when they fall down they heal they get heal right back very up. quickly one time my mom told me <laughs> she was like amber i wanted a daughter so badly before you were born that i just adopted a girl who was 16 and I was like, what? You've never told me that. She's like, yeah, I adopted a girl, but she stole from me, and she lied. So I, 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 um, I, I sent it back to the orphanage. Oh, my God. Are Amber. you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Of, after all this time, there's still stuff that we're finding out about. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> still I'm serious. That's she amazing. Casually mentioned that one day, and I was like, "What?" And she's like, it's "Recently? True. For like how long? For like a month? She had you had a sister before you were born? Yeah. We'll get back to you in a second. No. <laughs> she ruined that little girl. She ruined that she little ruined girl. That she she should have stole. She she said, "My only rule is that you don't lie to me." And she told that to the girl apparently. And then the girl stole something, and then she said, "My mom said, did you steal this bracelet? Did you steal it?'" And I, she, but she found it in her room. My mom found it in her room. She's like, no, I didn't steal it. And she's like, okay, well, you're out. And then she called the orphanage and sent her back. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. That's what a is, Excuse me. The the what, what, is right the, there. what is the return policy? <laughs> I have a receipt. I have a, of course, I'm not an idiot. I kept the receipt, please. The I know Bruce. I signed up for unconditional love, yeah. but sh- to be fair, she lied to me once, and children never should do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they never do that. None of my own children do never. that ever. The voice you have for your mother makes her sound like a Gone with the Wind character. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> she I, is. I, I just, I, I'm more here like a young Lucille Bluth. Just sort of oh, like, just like, yeah. <laughs> my only rule is that you don't lie to me. <laughs> She's very like, why are hangers she's like that kind of mom but i do love her have you seen the wire hangers no that's from Wait, you oh uh, yeah that movie what's that movie <sighs> mommy, mommy dearest. dearest that's it i've oh, never yes. seen it she's well she's got a new boyfriend right now and i'm watching her make out with him it's a little weird but he's a nice guy uh, your, oh. your mom? Yeah, yeah, she got a new boyfriend. She's like, and I love him, and I'll be honest, we have had sexual rela- relations. Look <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, at your mom God. being honest. She can't lie. She's against she it. She can't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Her only rule is that she doesn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie to you, daughter. But, you know, um, I don't lie. I've... When he penetrates, yeah. it is like She's like see. stroking his beard right in front of me. Oh, oh, yeah. I just got back from home. She's like stroking his beard. She's like, well, hey, big boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Her. Is he big? He's an attractive older man. He's not big. He's, no. he's a he's an attractive he guy. A in silver 70s. fox. He's a silver fox. He's yeah, silver yeah. Fox. He's a very so nice you guy. would sleep with him too. It sounds like. No, 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 no. He's no. very. But to like, get back at her, you might. To her get child, back. Childhood yeah. trauma. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just Anything? to show her you were good enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like God. I'm pretty enough now, aren't I, mommy? Aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Oh my god. How about god. you, Mary? You ever get in a fist fight? You ever punch a person? Hmm. No, but I've had people try to punch me. Oh yeah. Oh no, uh, punching you. Well, yeah. she's Irish. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask why, but that explains about all of it. <laughs> um, but um. Going into what you were talking about, uh, I took a lot of I I took a couple self defense courses, and those are very helpful, especially if you're like an adult, especially if you walk home a lot. Yeah, Yeah. I think a big part of it is having the confidence to know that you can defend yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's more important than necessarily. You just gotta stand up for yourself. Very much. Usually, if you just stand up for yourself, like, oh, I'll attack the next weak person. I see. Yeah, you know, and there's. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's this idea of of weakness, and I think it is very clear when you look at someone if they're carrying themselves in a certain way. Yeah. I had this roommate. He was this real pasty white guy that lived with me for a, a while. Yeah. And he would come home a lot and he'd be like, Cena, I tell you, do you have problems in the neighborhood? Because all these kids in the subway were just really <laughs> laying into me. And they were all like, these like 15, 14 year old kids from the neighborhood were all making fun of this like white guy. And yeah. I was just like, Man, what you just carry yourself like you're from, you know, the Finger Lakes, which you you are. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, you can't I, help yourself. You just gotta like look tough, like put yeah, on the face, yeah. hold your well, shoulders back, think confidently. You yeah. can handle yourself. People well, don't even fuck me when I sleep. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the book that we reference, The Gift of Fear, talks a lot, a lot about that. Yeah, a lot about that, and it's a must read for any woman. I think absolutely. Yeah. My self defense uh, course teacher talked a lot about how the most effective way if specifically he was because it's a class for women specifically Mm -hmm. but i think it applies to anyone is if someone is being aggressive with you one of the most powerful things you can do is just turn to them look them in the eye and be like exactly be like if you're gonna fight me i'm gonna fight you back yeah project that confidence yeah Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people if it's someone you don't know most likely they're going to be like, I could just prey on someone who's not going to fight back. Yeah. I go straight they, they for, pick... have you had your nose bitten off? It <laughs> <laughs> usually works for me. The, yeah. the, key yeah. is, the key is that most criminals um, or sexual attackers, which is um, often the thing that we're, we're taught as women to be the most afraid of, is a sexual assault in the middle, you know, at night walking alone. In that situation, they're going to pick um, the path of least resistance. Yeah. So if you, if you, Feel that someone is behind you and following you closely. Um, it's often suggested that you turn around mm-hmm. and make direct eye contact with yeah. them. I've yeah. done that a few times. Yeah, and I've, I've done, that, I've done that as well. Yeah. Direct, Why do you have to? Like, keep I know who you are, motherfucker. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. The elements of surprise is huge for for people who are actually looking for an easy target. So if they know that they can no longer surprise you. Um, and that you're not afraid, that's a huge advantage um, that male or female you, mm-hmm. you can have over someone that you're suspicious of. Um, there's a lot of techniques um, that, that you can learn, but the, the I, I strongly encourage everyone to take a, a self-defense class. I know at my old gym, at Tiger Shulman's um, has a women's self-defense class. It's free that they, they host about twice a year, and you can call and ask about it, um, and it's incredibly well attended it's it it gives a lot of good advice um on how to protect yourself and it doesn't come from the place of don't go out late at night don't wear you know these outfits don't be drunk don't be blah 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 it's more you know like there's a lot of victim blaming in um that that happens even in self-defense courses so you have to be careful sometimes with like 
who teaches them. Um, mm. And uh, but they they do a good job. And there's lots of them. There's a lot of great female self defense. So like classes. topless self defense classes. You know, just make sure you're so like ready to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, yeah. uh, the idea the is out. like, I mean, my hope for the future is that at some point it, it shouldn't. You know, if I want to walk around topless good on me you know like yeah. that that my my hope for my children's generation is if it's really hot outside and dudes are walking around with no shirt on ladies can also walk around with no yeah. shirt on it's gonna be tough <laughs> well it's tough for this generation but luckily we um we die so there's <laughs> <laughs> we do we do die luckily, luckily but, like that that's so a, we're that's, talking about free the nipple here I'm I'm talking about real sexual equality. I'm talking yeah. about the the idea that uh, women's bodies are sexualized from a very early age. Um, to to be, I mean, I was just reading this this post by a, a teenage girl who was sent home in her skirt too short, and she showed pictures of it, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It fit the. I read it. It fit yeah. the coat. The was thing, it the, it went the girl was working at J.C. Penney or no? She was at school, and oh. like the and the entire idea that you have to protect the. I don't who the the faculty the your fellow ca- classmates from having sexual thoughts about you. Some adults who are in charge are stupid. I will not de- I will not say that's not true at all. You know, but you know to say that boobs will never be attractive to men. You know that's crazy. Talk. But this yeah, is but also the women... argument that uh, quote unquote progressive Islamic states uh, in the Middle East will say when, when they when they try to substantiate women being covered all the time. They say, yeah. well, men can't control themselves. Yeah, and women I... are too attractive. That the men can't help themselves but whip their penis out and beat up women and try to rape them all the time. And, and yeah. my argument, protect the women. And my argument is that we're all capable of better. Yeah. And that if yeah. we actually hold our entire society to an equal standard of self-control, that um, I, I think we're fully capable emotionally, intellectually, sexually of keeping it together. As long as it's taught from the, like, this is how it is. As long as we talk, t- teach our kids that this is how things are, mm-hmm. they'll be like, well, that's how it is. Of yeah. course I wouldn't and do we that. Need to also, evolve. being yeah. topless doesn't mean that you can't find someone sexually attractive. Other countries have topless beaches, and All it's an accepted fact. It's just that it's built into the culture yeah. that... You behave a certain way in that environment. Yeah. That makes a, sense. I went to a topless beach once with me and three girlfriends, and we were all laying there. And then all of a sudden, like, we're having a great time, and this dude comes up and just starts speaking in a foreign language to us and being very leary. And I was like, we have to go now. Mm-hmm. Like, you just ruined it for everybody. No, we I having... told them to leave. Uh, Kristen, Kristen, who's here, she and I go to topless beaches. And, oh, yeah? And, like, if we have an issue with somebody who's, like, looking Music at us. Scram. Like, Scram. literally, we're like, yes. Yes, that's do you a better have way to do it. To, to, do, you, do you want to take a picture? Are you yeah, these popsicles? are my tits. I think but we were also, in our early twenties, so I think right. we were just like, we gotta go. We don't know, you know. Now that's I'd be like, the get the thing. fuck it's out of like, here. But that's it's the like thing is, the argument is, you know, like, oh, are we not supposed to find breasts attractive? And it's like, no, it's just that. It should be legal for women to be topless. It is. It is. And, yeah. and it is. And that you should behave with a certain amount of decorum like you would if you saw a woman in a short skirt on the subway. I'm not saying I wouldn't act without decorum. I always will. I would look at him. But you got, you like, you know, at the same time to, like, you know, unsexualizing him. I don't think that's going to happen. All I'm saying. If you see a good looking guy with no shirt on, you're like, he's a good looking guy. And you're like, you sexualize it. I look. You can't help yourself. There's a fundamental difference, though. As all children breastfeed, basically. 
Yes. And so, I don't want to get Freudian here, but we are sucking on nipples, right? But so are women. We're but fixated. I, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's – but, men, we're. I think the bigger issue here is that as a society, we're just not evolved enough. I think this proves more than anything that we came from apes, that we yeah. are just evolved from the apes, and that we just need to get Apes don't care it. when tits are out. Oh, no. no they, 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 they love it all. They love it all. <laughs> but here's the thing. All right, so there are two things that I will say about this, this subject. One is what <clears throat> men who argue against this, heterosexual men who argue against this, um, don't realize is the more you make it comfortable for women to wear whatever, the least they'll wear. So you have an incentive to make it safe on the streets for all women, if you keep your goddamn mouth shut, we will wear the least amount of clothing possible on hot days because we want to be comfortable. Like Like the more, the the more you are able to just keep it, keep it, keep it together, the more. But you're not allowed to look. You can, no, you can you look. can look. You, can look. you just gotta look at other stuff while you're looking. You, yeah. gotta, you can't just be like staring. You just gotta. Someone's like, got pretty eyes. I look at the pretty eyes. It's Eddie. okay. You look yeah. at them. Maybe the last look pretty eyes that you looked at, Eddie, not your girlfriend's. Eddie, pretty eyes. Yeah, like I look when when I see male joggers with their shirts off. I'm like, okay, thank you for that. It's like looking yeah. at the sun. It's a yeah. sunset. You look and you look away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mountains, like, yeah, prairie. Listen, when I run with Bless my shirt you, off, sir. it happens a lot. school of fish, even. Exactly right. But um, I will say this. I mean, there, there, there is a certain thing to be said about what we're capable of. And there's this great NPR podcast. I, I think it's, I think it's on Radio Lab. It could be This American Life on gender and hormones and femininity and masculinity. And there is a um, was this a the woman one with the uh, female to male? Yes. Mm-hmm. Treat yes. me like an idiot. Talk to me. Come on. So, what's going on here? There's a. There's um. There's a. Uh, Transsexual female who um, transitioned um, from no wait sorry transitional male who transitioned from female to male and she was a pretty butch as a woman she was a pretty butch lesbian um, who thought you know she had like she she was already pretty you know quote unquote masculine whatever that meant and very very feminist and um, whenever people would catcall. Um, her or women around her, she would be very, very upset about it and be like, how very dare you, blah, 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 like, do you have no integrity? Like, you know, this is a, you know, like all of these things. And then as she transitioned into a man, um, he, and he started taking the hormones, um, he started to cross paths with attractive women and look them up and down and be like, holy shit fuck, I have to really watch myself because I'm feeling like such intense arousal just yeah. visually watching this We call woman. that boner rage. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, difficult. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. And it was Women one of those. Women are so beautiful. They are one beautiful. Of those, I carry a bucket of ice to sit in just with me <laughs> in the summertime. It was one of those great insights that happens with compassion between the sexes that if anything, um, this n- renewed awareness of um uh, people who are, are trans um, happens is that we, you know, very rarely do we get a real insight is as to what it's like to really experience life as a female and as a male. Um, and this is one of those examples of 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 someone who was not just uh, experienced a huge, you know, like twenty years of their lives as a female, but as a feminist female who was like. You know, like this is how you know, like this is the appropriate way that men should act towards women. And then um, it became like when um, 
she transitioned to being a, a male and finding that he had these overwhelming sexual urges for complete strangers, like just walking past him. And he was like, oh, this is what the, the amount of compassion that he then felt for all of the, the young men that went through puberty around him, because what he was experiencing was sort of like puberty at age, I think, 23 or something like mm. that. Mm. Um, so what is some fighting advice you'd have to give us? <laughs> okay. But I mean, you, like when a- we're talking about women and fighting, what we end up talking a lot about is, is why, why we fight. And yeah. uh, for women, at least it comes down to um, sexual assault and, and it comes down to domestic violence. But what about like if you had in terms of self-defense? What about women that, or people for that matter, that carry around like a mace or sure. a pepper spray or <clears throat> a knife it. or a gun of some kind? What um, are those? I've always heard the story of it's not good to carry one of those things around because more often than not, it'll be used against you. I don't know. I carry around mace and I find it makes me much more comfortable walking home at night, especially when I've lived in. Uh, it gives you the swag mace. to not get attacked. Well, also, yeah. I, I had a couple instances where it was progressing into a situation that made me feel really uncomfortable and I was the only person on the street mm-hmm. and there was something the few times that I felt very threatened there was a certain amount of comfort in going what you're saying that the best way is to just demonstrate that you're comfortable with defending yourself is just if someone's like in that situation someone was following me and saying stuff and I was the only person on the street it was like 2 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. is just take the mace out of your bag and turn around and look them right in the eye It's um, and they'll be like fuck you but they're also unwilling to go escalate yeah. it I, yeah. will, I will say that once I started really fighting and training um, I didn't realize how much I lived in fear mm. until I started feeling that fear release and it was one of those beautiful moments where I, I I was walking home late at night and I encountered, I think, two men walking like we were alone. Like there was a park on one side and like dimly lit streets. And I, I realized I wasn't afraid. And it was a weird feeling for me because I've lived my entire life. I'm 33. Um, and I think I started training when I was 26 or 27. So whatever the math is there, five or six years. Um, So I lived 26 or 27 years of my life living in fear. And I didn't realize that I had lived my life with this sense of always being hyper-aware of who was around me when I was walking, especially at night, who I was alone in a room with if I didn't know the person. And that feeling of uh, constantly being aware that I was prey. And... Um, living my life like like a gazelle you know like even as I you know like I don't think that people saw me as a fearful person but I knew how I felt and I was always keenly keenly aware of who was around me and what and and um who was who 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 could potentially be a risk or a danger and I think that once that happened I experienced life in on a different level and I think that's a gift that we should be able to give ourselves um especially women but men too i mean we you know like the fear living in fear living as a with a victim mentality or at least the with the mentality that someone in a in a fight you will lose here's the other thing about fighting i'll say you accept loss and you i had panic attacks in jujitsu especially for like a year solid because all they're doing is putting your their um, arms around your throat, 
Um, they're trying to break your arms, your legs, and yeah. you oh, are God. trying just to breathe through it. And you're so bad when you first start. Like, nobody's good at it. Nobody's a natural, you know? Like, yeah, I've been put on a lot of chokeholds. <laughs> I don't know. So you're just being dominated by these people who are better than you, stronger than you, and, and have had more experience. And being and I come from, um, I, I was a... I, I hate using this term, but I was a victim of domestic violence um, for many years when I was younger. And so um, when I was not by my parents, I was in a relationship. And what, just to be clear, my parents are lovely, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. I was in a I was in a romantic relationship. My ex-fiance. Um, fuckhead. Yeah. We'll call him fuckhead. Let's you go know, kill him. He's a he I I believe in change he's he's he was an alcoholic who was a an abuser and he's sober now and so i hope he's doing well um he's been sober for about nine years but at the well, time I'll call him fuckhead. you can call him wow. fuckhead if you want to that's I very mean, uh that's very big of you to say yeah. these things that's insane yeah. well, say, i hope he's feeling better because it, it he, i'm sure he was going through like a demons i mean we met when we were both 17 i don't think we both knew how to adult or what what being a re- in a relationship was and he was so wildly uh, out of control and damaged that it wasn't something that I mean I, I have a lot of compassion for him even as I you know like I, I take ownership of the damage done to me but at the same time like we are all on a journey I, I hope that that doesn't define his identity for the rest of his life yeah I hope that he becomes um, a better person I think that people are capable of of that um, Did you press charges against him? Does he have a record? He was arrested. Yeah, um, he he was arrested, and and there were there were files charged, but he, um, I basically um, dropped them. Dropped them. Yeah, I yeah. dropped them. That's all right if you feel good about it. Um, I don't feel I feel mixed things about it, but it would ruin his. Uh, he was still in school, and he would be expelled if he if he. Yeah if the charges went through and I I had to make a decision as to what I wanted I thought it would do him more damage Um, was it it, just you that he was violent with or was it other people as well he was violent to a lot of people but I was the only person that he really like was like he was when he got drunk he was he would threaten people with knives he was really out of control when he was drunk and he would black out so he wouldn't remember any of it and sober he was a pretty nice person but he had an alcohol problem and, and the blackouts became more and more frequent and more and more violent. And, and now became, for him now, you say you're buddies with him now and he's really got himself out of this. I wouldn't say we're buddies. I'd say that I, I keep tabs on him. Um, yeah. and, and, um, he's in a good, he's in a great place. Is he's, he with somebody? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I think he's had one significant relationship in the last 11 years. Um, but no, I, I I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't ask because it doesn't, it's, it's not a part of your life boundaries, anymore. Yeah, boundaries. No, exactly. I, uh, but I'm, I am grateful that he's like, he's found a real passion for sobriety. And Do you believe it? Do you believe that he's going to stay this way? I think he's going to stay sober. I don't know. I don't actually believe necessarily that alcohol causes violence. I think that there are people who are capable of. Sort of, I don't know. Um, Getting drunk and just I'll tell you out. what. I've been in a lot of fights when I was a kid. And then I stopped once I found uh, marijuana. And once mm-hmm. I, like, literally I stopped that that little titch, mm-hmm. that little switch that turned on whenever someone pissed me off. Like, it really, not to be, like, you know, not to turn this into something else, but, you know, when I started smoking weed, that wasn't there anymore. 
that fired to fight somebody mm-hmm. and you know I'm not saying that he should smoke weed that's not even, I don't even care what he does I'm just saying out you know drugs can either they affect everyone differently and sometimes yeah. it's for the very worst he he uh, he had he had a like he did pot for a while before I met him and kicked it because he 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 just has an addictive personality yeah. I would say that he had something just deeply unsettling like he mm. was just he had a fire in him that just you know like I understood it because I knew him better than and I'm I'm not um, to be clear <laughs> I am not advocating and domestic violence or saying that you should sympathize with your attacker and by all means if anybody's listening to this and um, has anyone had if you have a partner who's laid any kind of hands on you pushing um, pulling just grabbing by the wrist any kind of phys- physical altercation that is the beginning of something that you it's best not to just walk away it's okay that person's not whether or not you love them, they're not in a place to be loving to you. So um, leave. So what do you do? You just say no and throw your hand down and leave? I would say if you're... Um, in the middle of the situation. Yeah. The guy grabs your wrist. You want person you love the most. Grabs your wrist and grabs it down real hard and it hurts mm-hmm. like a motherfucker. What do you say? What do you do? I think it's condescending to um, say that I know better than the person. I think that whoever is in that situation probably knows the best way to deal with the other person there isn't a hard and fast rule i would say that once once you're out of the physical danger take a moment you know handle it how you can so that you survive the encounter know that it happened know that it happened but then but then once you're out of that encounter you know once he's asleep once um he's gone to work or to school or whatever take a moment um if you've been isolated from your friends and family which happens often reach out to them and tell someone because what happens so often is that nobody gets told and then you can pretend like it never happened or there wasn't a big deal. And, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, these dudes, uh, it's a slow process. It's a slow process. Slow grind. First, they tell you, get rid of your friends. Mm -hmm. And then they tell you, get rid of your family. Mm -hmm. I'm all you need. And then that's when the physical stuff starts happening. And then you feel like you can't tell anybody because you've estranged yourself from them. You've alienated yourself from everyone, which is what happened to me. And I was, when I finally left, I literally had um, two garbage bags full of my clothes that I I took and just left. And I was engaged. Like, I had the wedding dress. And And these dudes, they're like, I am your world. I am your protector. If you go out in the world, you're going to get a much worse beating than what I'm going to give you. No, he wasn't like that. He just loved me a lot. Like, too much. And so, like, I don't know how to put it in. Like, I'm not saying that that's how everybody experiences domestic violence. But for him, it was like, I was everything. And it was too much. You can't be someone's everything. Mm -mm. And, um, And then... Because I was his everything, when he um, would get drunk, I was also, you know, the mommy that he could beat up against because he doesn't want to do the thing that I want him to do. He wants to drive the car. Why won't you let me drive the car? You know, like he was Ugh. very childlike. It wasn't. It wasn't like you fucking bitch. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna kill you. It's yeah. like I want to drive the car. You can't drive the car. I'm gonna hit you then. You so know, no like matter, I never. No matter how drunk I get. That never, I never, that never clicks in my head. Drive the car? Not drive no, the car, just like, like, like you know, when I know when I, whenever I get to a place where I'm just like, oh, I'm starting to be too drunk, I just go home. I make sure I leave. Well, the alcohol affects everybody differently. But yeah. and to, to, to put this on, on back to fighting, I would say that, like, in a survival situation, sometimes not fighting is the way to survive. 
Yeah. And in yeah. certain domestic violence situations, I would say that that's very often true. But it's almost better, right, from what I'm hearing, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's almost better to have that power, have the option, rather, to yeah. fight and yeah. be able to choose in your mind – Hopefully in that moment through your training to say, hey, I don't, I'm not going to fight. I'm going to just defend myself and I'm going to move on and deal with this in a different way. Because if I engage in a fight in this moment when uh, emotions are high, it could escalate to a place where yeah. maybe a weapon gets involved. Exactly. Or maybe someone falls on the corner of a table, which I'm <laughs> obsessively afraid of in the, my life the, in general. Yeah. But I mean those, those are the things that you have to kind of keep into account. So it's better to get trained the, and then not use it, right? The oh. idea is to mitigate like, – like, is to basically make it so that the least amount of violence happens. And sometimes that means not confronting the attacker. That's the reason why the armed forces gotten so much shit for um, advising um, female military personnel who were being um, sexually assaulted by yeah. their coworkers to not fight back. Um, yep. They it, told them not fight back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch Good. The Invisible War. It's the most upsetting thing you'll ever see. Why do they tell them not fight back? Well, one of the reasons is because if it's somebody who who's also trained as a soldier, then if you fight and you're, son, you're a trained killing machine and they fight and they're a trained killing machine, Someone's gonna somebody's going to die. Yeah. So the idea being maybe don't kill the person, um, let it resist as you can as you feel comfortable and then as it plays out then then report <clears throat> and that could be good advice if the reporting process was actually exactly that's the place. big problem oh my god it's a fucking <laughs> disaster that's another three hour conversation it's just what's going on to women in the military is just fucking disgusting it's, it's and fucking disgusting but I mean I will say like I understand where that mindset is I'm of the mind that you know Fight, fight, fight if you want to fight. I, I, I don't think that always the solution is even if you know how to fight to fight. Um, but It must be empowering, though, to have the decision before you. Yes. Though, yes. That you get to make the decision, like, I won't fight back. But it must be empowering to know that you can. Well, because I think that it's like being having a loaded gun in your purse, say. Yeah. You know, like, the idea is, is like, <clears throat> you have the confidence to confront somebody who's who's coming up against you. That doesn't mean that you, you know, well, the George goes Zimmer, down. Jordan style, Jenny just, Grace just like take out your gun and just be like, hey, punk, I don't trust you. I think I'll shoot you now. You know, like that. That's the difference between um, somebody who's who knows their power and who still is is acting in a way of, of powerlessness. If you have a gun or if you have fighting experience or, or trained in that way and you use it willy-nilly whenever you're feeling threatened you're really um showing that you you're are, a villain you're you're weak you're, you're weak. weak it's more weak yeah you're not showing strength you're showing i'm scared and i'm going to use my you know like use my fear and attack it's like in a stand-up set uh, when a when a comic comes on stage and immediately starts shitting on the host or shitting on the room, yep. I find that to be a sign of weakness because mm-hmm. the person doesn't know how to deal with the fact that maybe this isn't a hot crowd or maybe you do feel a little bit out of your element. And instead of just like rolling with it and just like having a good time, they just start attack, attack, attack. I'm like, that's weakness. Huh. You're a weak person. That's interesting. I yeah. just, you know. Like and a I, lot of times I'll go on stage and I'll bring some nunchucks on stage. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't need to do this all the time. I don't need to go there. I should just keep the nunchucks. In yeah. my but I, Sometimes I go on stage and it's just like, there's no one there. You know, I'm just realizing, you know, like I'm not even on a stage. I'm just at home I, in front of the mirror. 
I do think it's um, not a not an un, um, unfair um, correlation. Actually, I think that the, in all manners of art, there is that um, in the moment thing that everybody talks about. They talk about it in sports too. It's the ability to. It, it, it comes with confidence, but it's it's a clear, clean assessment of what is in front of you, taking in new information, which is what you do in stand-up, mm-hmm. and then using it at the speed of information, so so at the speed of thought. So, um, And that happens in fighting, and that's what makes a good fighter. It's not all the drilling of, like, when this happens, you must do this, and when this happens, you must punch this way. It's like, at this very moment, this is the right response to this i'm taking in the information i'm completely present and clear-minded and i'm not scared and that's what stand-up is that's what um a lot of that's what improv is um um, good dancers uh good athletes they all do this um they 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 try and figure out what that in the moment thing is but i mean you can call it zen you can call it presentness you can call it whatever you want to but it's the same i was Um, in a show in chicago uh years ago and uh, someone was uh, heckling every comedian that came before me, and he came up and he heckled me. And then um, he was, like, yapping like a real drunk guy. And I, I made this joke about, uh, as a Middle Easterner, a lot of guys say that they're not terrorists and they won't blow you up. But don't worry, buddy. Uh, I wouldn't check your mail for a week. He didn't really appreciate that so much. I got off stage, and I didn't realize this, but he had walked all the way up to the front of the stage, waited for me to get off put me in a headlock immediately when I came off stage. A real headlock. Like a real oh, like tight. a fighting headlock. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he yeah. put me in a headlock. He goes, talk a lot of shit on stage. You're going to keep talking shit now? And the only thing that I could think of to say was like, you were heckling everyone on stage. It's rude. And then, thank God, there the bartender was a giant of a man that yeah. saved me that day. But it's in those moments where you just say, you just think, and you just say whatever comes to you in that moment, and you, you try to fight with your words as comedians, at least. Mm. But comedians is all about, like, you have your set. Right. You have the thing that you say mm-hmm. um, that you that you've rehearsed and done a thousand times. I have a tweet. joke of mine called racist fart. Yes. 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 <laughs> and then and then something happens and then you have to adjust. And mm. it, what makes a good stand up from a bad stand up is somebody who's able to roll with the punches. There's yeah. a reason why mm. that saying is a- appropriate. It's about um, having the things that you know you're supposed to do. And as a fighter, there are rules. There are things that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to keep your hands up. You're supposed to blah, blah, blah. You know, like there are, there are rules to the appropriate way to do things or what you've planned on doing to this other person. And then when they give you something weird. <laughs> Jenny, real quick before we go, hmm. um, what's your favorite thing about fighting? What is it? What is your favorite? What is it? What's your favorite thing about it? You're taking these classes, training for MMA, punching dudes in the face two, two three days a week. Uh, five days a week. Five days a week. I'm sorry. Um, I think um, the the first thing is what I've already said, which is the being um, that present for that amount of time. The, mm-hmm. That's uh, one to two hours a day of fully present, ment- just mentally present time that I spend with another human being in a way that we don't always have. And it's the time that I feel the most alive. The second thing is I really love punching. Like, I <laughs> yeah. love it. It feels so good. I will punch until my knuckles bleed and I do it all the time. I'll like I'll finish a session and I'll take off my gloves and I'll be like, oh, they're bloody. 
great. Like, and it's just like this great mm, feeling. I love it. I'll tell you what, that's fucking cool. <laughs> that's that's very loud. And I will say, uh, you know, for my wrapping up thought is, you know, just stand up for yourself. You know, it's there's a lot to standing up for yourself. And maybe sometimes you take a lick. Don't do it in a place where you know you're going to get your ass kicked. I'll never stand up for myself if it's fucking 13, 16-year-olds throwing basketballs at no, me. I know I'm just going to get jumped. That's dumb. You know, that's stupid. You're, you're going to lose. Don't you know, be like, dumb. Don't, you know, don't yeah. be dumb. But if so, stand up for yourself. And if you get hit a couple times, I'll tell you what, man, it really don't hurt that much. It doesn't. You, you know, like you can, you can, you could totally be all right with it, and just you know, and if you if you do stand up for yourself, you, you will have to stand up for yourself a lot less, and you will realize mm-hmm. that it's not that big of a deal. And mm-hmm. I, I hope uh, people understand that, and I, I really hope that my uh, my comment there doesn't get anyone shot, but. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Eddie Lawson told me to stand up for myself. It's use. Uh, you, the more you, the the more you. Uh, that's part of fighting is just getting used to being hit, and once you yeah. experience it, the fear goes away from being hit. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. And uh, Amber, any last thoughts? Last thoughts. Um, um, last thoughts. I would say you know approach the world with an open heart and uh, uh, you know. A slice in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you're if you're a little guy out there, don't worry, it gets better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I got beat up, and, and it's, it's kind of what you said, Jenny. When you you get punched a little bit, you end up realizing it's not so bad, and then you feel stronger afterwards for yeah. it because you didn't die. Everything's okay. You made it through, and it gives you more confidence later. I can tell you right now, I will never be afraid of getting punched ever again. Mm-mm. Really, yeah. well, depending on how big the person is, but mm-hmm. even then, I will really I'm I'm okay with it because mm-hmm. I've been beat up already, and it's it's totally cool. Yeah. And I I wake up the next morning, and then you just move on with your life and it's better to have a sharp tongue anyways for me because uh, that's just the type of person I am. Like I'm literally the crazy bitch that if you punch me in the face I'll be I'll like wipe the blood off my face and be like is that all you got bitch? Oh, oh my god. You know, that like, that's, I think I felt my that nuts go up. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like is that it? I'll tell you what, man. I uh, me and Cena before we came in here today. I'm like, I got a bunch of fighting stories. She's like, I got a bunch of fighting stories. We didn't tell any of them because you're a very interesting, well-spoken person, mm-hmm. Jenny yeah, Grace. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for coming in here <laughs> yeah, and being super it. fucking cool yeah. and shining some light on some subjects we haven't had a touch chance to touch on yet. And uh, yeah. you're a wonderful human being, and I think you. Uh, so are you. Expose some uh, very uh, interesting thoughts on the world today. Cool. Thank you. And, I'm glad uh, to be here. and you have a movie coming out soon, right? Or uh, uh, yeah, it's it's making the it's making the festival rounds right now. It's called Completely Normal. Um, I think the next uh, the next screening we have is in Twin Cities, uh, the Twin Twin Cities uh, Film Festival. I think is the next one. Uh, completely Normal. You can go to I think it's completelynormalmovie.com. That's great. There you go. That's awesome. And that's uh, Cena John at, uh, at Cena John, uh, Amber Nelson at Amber Smelson, Ahmed Larson at Eddie Tunes underscore, Mary Kelly at Mary J. Bulge. Do you have a Twitter thing you want to promote or you don't give a shit? Uh, I have a Twitter. I think it's at the Jenny Grace. I'm Jenny Grace. You can look me up on. You could find her. TheJennyGrace.com. That's me. I'm, I'm on all the social medias. <laughs> Jenny, will you punch Eddie? Later. Oh, okay. 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 I got a pee. I got a pee. I got a pee. I'll teach Eddie how to punch. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Do you want to learn? 
I, I do like a smash thing. I grab people and I hit them into the ground. I don't. No, I mean I'll teach you. I'll teach you a way to just knock them the fuck out. That actually you know? sounds great. Love Thank it. you. Yeah. I could. I got a lot of weight behind me. It's good. Thank you. Oh, so wonderful. All right, guys. uh, That's been the brighter side of fighting, of fights. Uh, You're wonderful. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Hey, everybody. What's going on? This is the brighter side. I just want to give you a heads up. We're going to take a little quick hiatus and a show revisit in our own fucking eyes. Uh, We'll be back with a crazy Christmas episode uh, the week of Christmas, and I hope you guys are, are down for it. Uh, when is Christmas? Christmas is December 23rd. 2020. No, 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 no. That's, that's when Muhammad was born. Praise no, be in my him. family, we celebrate it on the 23rd because on the 25th, daddy's gone. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Well, here's the thing. We still want you to be active on the, on the Facebook page, on Twitter, because we want to know what you want. Uh, the show the is not about. ending. I promise <laughs> you. We, uh, we, we, we're just changing it up a little bit, and we're going to really dive into these subjects and research the fuck out of them. So we, uh, you know, basically we don't sound stupid. Yeah. Yeah, the, we've, we've heard what you've said on the Facebook group, and we've seen kind of the questions that we have when we leave these shows and some of the stuff that we think we've left on the table. And we want to kind of be the definitive show for on each of these topics every time when we come out and present to you guys. No one... You know, you go out there, you you want to know, you know, you don't want to know what you're talking about. And if you don't know what you're talking about, then you're a fucking asshole. And, you know, and if you're an asshole... <laughs> then you're not a pussy. At least the, you're not a pussy. Though. Oh, yeah. my God. God, that's the forget worst. about it. If you're a pussy. <laughs> we all saw that episode. Oh, we're going to be branding ourselves as self-help now. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. us for emotional advice. Yeah. So we're going to be moving off the comedy category and going into the self-help category. But we're still going to be funny as fuck and do the same fucking thing. Which it's is- going to be the same show, but, you know, we just want to find some other fucking insecure people. We are, we are podcast capitalists. <laughs> we are going to commoditize your emotions, okay? We are going to use your sadness as our career gains because we're all desperate. Yeah. All right, and we're sick of losing. You're guy. You guys are going to be proud of us. Is what I'm trying to say. God save the Jews. Everyone's, you know, God save the Jews. Save because they were going to die for a long time. God save the Jews. People didn't like the Jews for like a long time. We're not going to have careers without them. (laughs) Amen. Hail Satan. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Satan. At (laughs) lock. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.